Welcome to another edition of the Bones of Advertising. You are... I'm John Douglas and, and you are... I'm still Craig McLeod. So, uh, JD, episode episode 17, do you have a bone for us to pick over today? I have such a bone. We could actually we could actually run off the back of this bone and determine what we're going to talk about next week. It's that kind of bone. Oh. I'd like to talk about I'd like to talk about the ancient art of brainstorming today. Ah, the ancient art of brainstorming or think tank. Yeah, it's a noble art. It's like um, it's like boxing or uh, shit carting. It's um the specialist activity. Like a flat pack of the shit carter. <laughs> That's right, yes. <laughs> the old shit carter. You don't want to spill that bloody package, my boy. No, 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 there's a surprise that you can take over to your life. That's um that's not something that anyone wants. No. no anyway, I digress again. The rabbit hole. There you, you go. There we, there we go. Hold on a minute, here's you on your horse. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I will I will get on my high horse. You back that sucker up because I'll be getting on that later today. Yes, I do. I will. All right, Jaden. So you've got some fundamentals of brainstorming that you'd I like do. to share with us. And, and, and I like the fundamentals. We're on exactly the same page with this one. So let's start with those. What 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 do you what do you see as the mandatories? What what is the what is the thing that you must do in a brainstorming session? Okay. Um, uh, I think there are I think there are three um, uh, core tenets of a really good brainstorming. Session. They, the one of the one of the very the one of the key things is there are no wrong answers. I know you're a big believer in that. I don't I think ideas exactly. I don't think you could assume that um, anything is bad because you never know where things are going to go. So we can come back to this, but um, I used I used to call it bringing the client into the room. And the one thing the one thing you don't need is all. someone. When you, when you yeah, when you, when you, sorry, I just had this, I just had this image of all of our clients just clicking off and going up. We've just lost half our audience just I, there. I'm not watching that. <laughs> but you don't need everyone in the in the meeting will understand that there is stuff that will be said in the meeting, ideas that we'll come up with that you cannot run at all. Yep. I mean, you know my. <laughs> you know my lovely story of a nun in the nude on top of a hill taking a shit. And that's like, another rabbit hole that I don't reckon will go down right now. But yes, I do know that story. Yeah, yeah. So you like everyone knows that you can't make an ad about a nun in the nude having a dump on top of a hill. That's but not make a good ad, no matter what kind of crunchy she's selling. <laughs> 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 but if it but if you take that to what about if it's a nun? What about if she's not nude? What about if she's not taking it up? What about if it's a fat guy dressed as a nun singing the sound of music on top of a high Tyrolean mountain? All of a sudden you've got something that could lead somewhere that is like someone changing the colour of their day. Like it's not that. It's not that we that we um, we want to run a, an ad about a nun in the nude having a dump on top of a hill. And your purpose for this conversation, JD, is that too often in brainstorming sessions, not ours, but too often people will say, oh, you can't do that. You couldn't, yeah. your client won't accept that. Well, no shit, Sherlock. They're not <laughs> going to accept that. And the reason they're not going to accept it is because it's stupid. But what it does is it gets the juices flowing. Exactly what you did then is it takes a pearl of wisdom, which may just be the nun on a hill. The other part set aside but we'll take that juicy bit and we'll run with that into a larger gent in a tutu, skipping across the Himalayan mountains, I think you said, and singing the sound of music. All of a sudden you're like, now that's funny. Yeah, 
that is, it will get your attention. It may not be what we go with. No. There's no point having someone saying the client wouldn't buy that. Sherlock, <laughs> they wouldn't buy it. We wouldn't put it in front of them. <laughs> it brings me very, the very next thing is you need to have a willingness to play yes and, yep. which is that whole kind of, you, you, you say something and I will accept that as reality, whether or not I believe it or not. Like whether I believe it or not, that will, that will become for the next two minutes the reality that we are then trying to create something bigger from. Now let's so have if you ever watch um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Whose Line Is It Anyway? Let, let's do that. I'm going to give you a line now and you're going to run with it, okay? We're going to give it live. So this is coming to you live. This is not recorded. It's actually, of course, recorded. <laughs> a horse moonwalking backwards. Because you can't moonwalk forwards anyway, can you? I don't know. Maybe Michael Jackson could. But anyway, a horse moonwalking on earth, on a hill, not with a yeah. gun. Oh, okay. Backwards up a hill. No, just moonwalking. I'm not sure whether he's backwards or forwards. <laughs> We're walking on a hill. Uh, no, I like that. I like that because that would suggest maybe it's at night. Maybe maybe the horse is walking backwards up a hill at night. We're walking backwards up a hill at night because now then he would need a torch on his bum. So he's got a torch but, on his bum. Yep. He could have a torch on his bum. Could be one of those large barbecue kind of flaming <laughs> things. Just, just <laughs> a horse with a flaming buddy barbecue thing walking backwards up a hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Which could then, now I'm just going to throw this back to you. So you've got a horse <laughs> walking backwards up a hill. Barbecue, with a barbecue torch. Going where? Going into Bunnings in lockdown <laughs> to find himself an outdoor garden setting because, back to you. Oh, well, I can tell you why. Because because, because he, he, he can't find something that he can sit down on because unbeknownst to him, he's got a bloody barbecue torch hanging <laughs> off his ass. It seems to make so much sense when you say it quickly like that. Hilarious. I thought this episode would be actually really good and that I don't think qualifies as really good. So when we talk about the brainstorming process, I think one of the really important things as well, JD, is ensuring that everyone's got a voice, providing everyone in the room an opportunity to put their ideas forward. And I think what that does is it evokes this situation where out of nowhere, you might have someone in the room, for example, who's not done this before or have, hasn't been involved in many, maybe they're a more a junior creative. But if everyone gets the opportunity to speak up, I've been surprised over the journey about where great ideas come from. It's not necessarily, well, it's probably not me very often. No, so, I wouldn't so, sell yourself short there, my friend. I, I wouldn't sell yourself short at all, I think. Okay, well, look, every now and then, but the point being that some great stuff can come from anywhere. So I was reading before we came on, online to do this about when you invite the people into the room, I think it's really important to make sure you know who's coming into the room so you get this disparate group of people yeah. who will all offer up because there's no point having people that will just say, yeah, I love what JD said. Let's do exactly because, you know, you're a senior, you're creative, like, what someone that's got the, the, you know, the kahunas to be able to say, you know what, I love that, but what about this as an idea as well? Yep, yep, well, yep, absolutely. I think that I think that that runs into the, 
it's a it's the other side of the coin from the very key the 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 keyest of key points, which is you can't look at someone and say that's a shit idea. Yeah. You can't lean backwards and go, you know, you can't kill an idea with a sigh yeah. because either you don't like the person or you think because your idea hasn't gone up on the wall or no one is no one is built on your the idea that you had, that you've got a right to shit on anyone else's idea. That's not how it works. Got to catch the ego at the door. Like you got to take the old six shooter off as you walked into the corral. You got to take the ego off and go, you know what? And the other thing, JD, you've got to get to a point where you're prepared when you walk in. If you turn up, and we, we, we talked about this last week or the week before, if you turn up unprepared and you walk in expecting to be able to deliver something on the fly, well, either you're an absolute champion and you are so quick on your feet or you're going to fall on your face. You've got to make sure you spend a little bit of time, crazy idea, but maybe read the brief before you walk in. Maybe jot down a couple of ideas, do a couple of stick pitches, whatever you like, you know, draw out a billboard with a big line on top. That way, when you come to present your idea or you get the talking stick, you're ready to go. And boom, yeah. that comes the idea. And then all of a sudden, you've got a whole lot of people going, holy shit, isn't Billy, you know, isn't Billy doing great stuff at the moment? Like, yeah, really- I'm... I really like the I really like a, a good brainstorming session. And I I think like the, the really good ones that I've been involved in have involved like there's either one part of the session or you divide it into two sessions, but the like the first part of the session is all about just covering the wall with as many different ideas as you can, no judgment, just work on covering the wall yep. with little bits of A4 paper and a massive wall and you don't stop until the wall's full. Like, you know, it's really that simple. And then you go outside, you have a cup of tea, you have a coffee, you have, you know, whatever. Yep. Or you come back, you know, an hour or two later and then you, and that's when you go, okay, does that idea go anywhere? And you, it's an, it's a, it's an interrogation of each of the ideas. Yep. And then when you've got that, someone puts their hand up and says, I'll develop that. I will take that further. I'll run with that one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So to be functionally, when everyone's in the room and it starts, because it's a two-stage process, I agree completely with you. Is there a moderator? Is there someone who's the facilitator always? Not necessarily always. Like you get to some, you get to some uh, uh, instances where you're so familiar with the idea of brainstorming, it becomes such a habit that people just kind of know what's expected of them. Yep. And someone might start it as a loose kind of, you know, moderator thing, but, you know, the best brainstorming sessions I've been involved in are where people just understand that there's no criticism, you play yes and, and you don't shit on people. And as soon as you've got an idea, you whack it on the wall. Um, I think those I think those ones you can you can get to a situation where that kind of stuff can happen. And yep. anyone can be in the room. Like I know I said before that clients, you know, you don't want to bring the client in the room, but you can bring a client into the room if they're prepared to play the game. Yeah, and I reckon, again, when, when you're contemplating bringing the client into the room, I think you've just got to make sure that everyone's aware of what's about to happen because if you bring them in and they're expecting ideas to be presented, that's a whole different ball game. You've got to get them in saying this is the development of the idea. Do you want to be involved? And if they say they do want to be involved, then often we've had clients who do want to be involved and it's been great. I think they've walked out going, wow, there's a lot different that goes on to the creative process than I was aware of, particularly if they haven't come from agency land, if they've been purely in client side and they've really been presented ideas in the past, they haven't been in the 
in the process or caught up in the process of ideation, the creation of the idea. Yeah. So I've really enjoyed having the client involved and all of a sudden you've got them going, you know what? I've got this idea. What about this? And then they're kind of like, you know, they've really swept up in the game. And as you say, you know, sticking post-it notes up all over the wall and they're yeah. out. And then once we're out having a copy, they're like, you know what? That that one that, 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 that Gabby spoke about, that's a bloody ripper. I really like that. And all of a sudden you're getting direction on where and you, yeah. you come back and challenge the idea with them saying, you know what? You really like it, but is it going to fit the prospect? And they're then going, oh, yeah, no, maybe, yeah, yeah. Yep. But you get to that point then of being able to flesh out that idea and we walk away from the client saying, this is the three ideas we're going to take to a point of giving you, you know, campaign yeah. visuals. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I honestly think that can work. I think that the very key point is there are, you can't, you can't wedge yourself to an idea yep. just because you came up with it. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I think if a, I think if I'm sitting in a room and a client says, you know what, I've got this idea, a nun on a hill, <laughs> naked, taking a dump in a bucket, I would put that on the wall in the on the wall in a heartbeat. And I would and I would look at that client with a brand new set of respect. Knowing you, you would illustrate that, get the post-it note and frame it and put it on, put it on your wall and just say, pure brilliance from client yeah. ABC. Yeah, yeah. Genius. Genius. And so you get them to sign it even, maybe frame it. That would be that would be good. Sign it, exactly. And then if anything goes bad, we'll send it to them saying this was your idea. Yeah, this was, it all came from you in the first place. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, hilarious. Well, JD, I think that might wrap up another edition of the Bones of Advertising. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed this one. I've um uh we may have to cut out the various bits and pieces that the piece where you spoke about Donald Trump's, you know, toiletry habits and the, and the bit where I bagged the Queen. I, I think we can cut those out. But yeah, we can edit those bits, but everything else is just pure brilliance. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's what we need to remember. Yes. Exactly. And, yes. and. And. It's been a delight, sir. Thank you very much. I'll see you again next week. You will. Cheers.